You're listening to the Vineyard Milwaukee podcast. For more information about Vineyard Milwaukee Church, visit vineyardmilwaukee.com. Now here's this week's message. Happy Easter, Vineyard Milwaukee. It's great to be with you. I know this isn't the normal way we would get together on Easter. For Christians, Like this is our, this is our day. This is the time to celebrate. And uh, it's amazing, and we normally gather together and have great worship, and, and we find ourselves in this time in our homes. And I know it's not, that's not how we want to celebrate, but I will say this. This isn't the first time Christians have celebrated Easter in their locked homes. The first uh, Easter, people were huddled at home. The first Easter, the disciples were together and their doors were locked out of fear. Now, it wasn't fear over COVID-19, but it was fear of the law and what was happening in their city. But, uh, but you know what's interesting is even when they locked their doors out of fear, Jesus came and he stood among them, stood among them and said, peace be with you. And our hope today is that you get to experience Jesus on this Easter Sunday. Let's pray. Jesus, we just pray that you just meet us today in our homes as we celebrate this Easter. May your presence be powerful in our little spaces today. In your name. So are are you learning at all uh, who you are during this safe at home time? I'm learning that I actually can still grow my hair. I didn't know that was a thing. And that it's actually coming in gray. And I also have learned that even though I'm an extra extrovert, I really benefit from uh, some time alone. Uh, I, you know, I I live with a family and we have kids and and we sometimes feel a little on top of each other here, and so we go for walks. and And I realize that even on our family walk, sometimes I have to take a little little turn in another direction um, just to get some. Uh, some time to myself, even though I'm an extrovert. I've also noticed like some old stuff that just sort of bubbles up. Maybe, maybe that time of pressure and stress, like this voice of shame uh, enters in a little bit and, uh, and having to deal with that. And may- maybe you've discovered some things about yourself. Like maybe you've discovered that you are a true introvert and you are winning right now, right? You're enjoying this. You're doing things that, that you just love to do and and you've always wanted to do alone. Um, maybe you're, you've discovered you're an extrovert and at this time you are just realizing how badly you need people in your life. Uh, some of you are disco- discovering actually what color your hair is and what your natural color is. Um, some of you are discovering some old loves like music, painting, writing. Some of you have realized that you are not a math teacher. And you need someone else to do this, right? Some of you are realizing that family is just really, really hard. And these people that you live with can be annoying at times, even difficult and painful. Uh, some of you are now working from home and discovering it, it, that I constantly work now. I, it never really feels like I'm done. Um, and you also realize that no one is telling you who you are at work. Uh, and you find yourself that you're alone with kind of your true self. Some of us have been defined by our work, people constantly telling us who we are, and no one is doing that anymore. Maybe you've discovered that you have some old habits creeping in. Uh, 
you know, selfish habits and maybe drinking too much, eating too much. Maybe there's a shortness of temper. Uh, maybe your dark and lonely, broken places are slowly returning during this time. Some of us are experiencing a, a death to this, this self, this idea that we've spent years creating of how we want people to perceive us. And we're finding ourselves now sitting at home alone with the very person, the very self that we were trying to escape. We're all getting squeezed during this time of COVID-19. And when you get squeezed, your true self often comes out. Actually, it always comes out. We've created this person we, we want everyone to see, but now we're stuck with this person that we've been hiding all this time. So who are you? Some of us are even asking, who is God during this time? You know, Moses in the Old Testament, he asked that. He said, who, who, what's your name? And God said, I am who I am. You could even translate that a little bit of Hebrew as, I do what I say I do, and this I am. Jesus actually told us who he was. Jesus, in the Gospel of John, says, I'm the bread of life. He says, I am the light of the world. He says, I'm the door. I'm the gate. I am the good shepherd. He even says, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you know when Jesus said that? Here's the story. He, he, his friend Lazarus has, has died. And uh, he's showing up uh, close to, to, to the house, but not quite there. And he, he engages Martha. And Martha stops him and he's saying, If only you had been here, Jesus. All this could have been prevented. If only you had been here. And in John 11, verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Then Martha hears this, has a little conversation. She goes back and tells Mary that Jesus is here. The teacher is here. And she immediately gets up and runs to Jesus. Have you ever heard of a, the term tragic optimist? It, it's, a, it's a person who... Uh, has the ability to maintain hope despite pain, loss, and suffering. In this case, Mary was the tragic optimist because her hope, her hope was in Jesus. She had faith in Jesus. And so she runs to Jesus. And what, is, what does Jesus do? Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus, he comes walking out. Jesus confronts something that's in the air that day. Pain, loss, suffering. Even now, today, Jesus confronts your pain, loss, suffering, even your brokenness and death. Who do you say I am? Jesus is the resurrection and the life. This, of course, is what ultimately Jesus came to do for us all. He takes on our brokenness and our death so that all of us might live. That's, that's the whole point of the gospel. Jesus stares death in the face through great pain and suffering. But here's the deal. Jesus chooses to do that. Tom Wright, a theologian, he describes it this way. He says, this passage points us forward to the questions that will be asked at Jesus' own death. 
Couldn't the man who did so many signs have brought it about it that he himself didn't have to die? Couldn't the one who saved so many have in the end saved himself? John is telling us the answer by a thousand hints and images throughout his book. It is only through his death, it is only through his own sharing of the common fate of humanity that the world can be saved. So here's how the story unfolds. John writes that Jesus has been going in and out of Jerusalem, but this next time he enters Jerusalem, people are standing in crowds and they're hailing him the conquering king. Well, why? Well, here's what the book of John says, because Lazarus is like walking around. Like Lazarus walked out of the grave alive. The news spread and people say, he's the king we've been looking for. Then there's Palm Sunday. Everyone is out there saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, the king. And and the same crowd that's celebrating him as the Messiah then turns and with, with only a few days is saying, crucify him, crucify him. Jesus knows he's sealing his own fate at this time and death on the cross is coming so that we might live. See, he, he takes on our brokenness and death at the cross, not just for when we die, but he did this uh, for all the little ways that we are killing ourselves every day. All the little ways that you and I are dying right now. You know what I'm talking about, that that growing piece of bitterness, that fear that is growing in you every single day. All those little bits of brokenness that you have worked so hard to just stuff down deep inside that are now, because you're getting squeezed, bubbling up like an acid reflux. Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life, and it's through me. It's in me that you can be set free. See, you don't just wait until you die to figure things out with God. It's right now. It's all the little things that are killing you. When when you're behaving in these ways, like functioning in ways that you've not been created to function, when you allow others to, uh, uh, your your desires to, to just crush you and kill you, Jesus says, I've come to set you free. I've come to give you life. And what he does is he takes those things and he brought that to the cross. And he beat death and he rose again. And he says, I did that for you. So my question today is, what's got you locked up? What is slowly killing you moment by moment? Is it unforgiveness and bitterness? Is it, are you letting that just run rampant through your life? Is it destroying you? Here's what Jesus can do for you. He takes all of the things that are slowly killing you and he forgives and he puts them to death so that you might live. But Jesus does not forgive just because it's a good idea or this is just what he does, right? He does it so that you may have a life, that you might be set free, that his power can actually change you. The same power that that raised Jesus from the dead is here among us right now in our homes. You don't need a building to experience the power of who Jesus is. We can be responsible citizens and social distance 
and still experience the power of Jesus today, the power of his resurrection. We have nothing to be afraid of, that neither height nor death nor angels or demons or death itself can separate us from the love of God because of what Christ has done. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Not I was or I will be. He says, I am right now the resurrection and the life. Don't despair. Today, we celebrate Easter. Today, we celebrate who Jesus is. He's the resurrection and the life. And for some of you watching, maybe, maybe you're not sure how all this stuff works. Maybe you're sitting there going, you know what? I've been dealing with this stuff for a long time. I've been stuffing stuff down. I've been bitter. I've been angry. I have pain. I have no idea what that tragic optimist is all about. For some of you, this is an opportunity to say, you know what? It's this Easter. It's during this time. It's during this time and this season that we're in of uncertainty that, you know what? I, I want to I release those things to Jesus. I want to release those things to him. And I want to experience freedom. I want to experience life. I want to experience a resurrection. And I just want to encourage you today that if that's you, what we would love for you to do, if you would, wouldn't mind, if you go ahead and private message us on Facebook, or if you want to email us at vineyardmilwaukee at gmail.com, you have questions about what life is like with Jesus, or, or how all this stuff works, or what's, what's the next step for me, go ahead and leave us a message, because we want to engage you in a life with Jesus. We want to engage you in a life of freedom. And we want to celebrate this Easter, his power, his glory, his resurrection that he's given to us so that we can live. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Resurrection Day. Let's experience Jesus this day and let's be the church. Bless you.